feeling than the feeling of helplessness. Like when your child is sick and you've done all that you can, yet still they fall even deeper and deeper ill. Somehow you feel like all of this is your fault and you do anything, anything. You gladly take the place of your child in this horrible, unfair struggle. You give your life. We've all been in a situation where we are completely blindsided and we lose total control of the situation. There are no stones left to overturn and you've desperately run out of options. We are quite fortunate, however. Our psyche comes equipped with an impressive faculty of resilience. The caveat? That faculty is across the board. We all have it to some degree or another. Something to consider. A game like chess, or perhaps a game of murderer and victim, winner and loser. You cannot be both. The latter hurts, and in the most tragic of instances, can be grave. When the situation at hand challenges you in a way that you've never been challenged before, what do you do? Do you fold? Or maybe you look the other way in hopes that whatever has you so puzzled and on the brink of finality just quits or goes away on its own. No matter what, there will be an end result. Just pray that your resilience, your methods, far outweigh in finite measurement those of what present to overcome you. Across existence, there are no guarantees. That goes for life, any life, any soul. And now, all these thoughts are racing through my head. Something has a grip on me, and I don't know if I can come out on top. Something is going on, but I'm not quite sure what. Something is going on, and I am terrified. But it's on me to think of something fast, before my world changes in a way that I could never live with. If she dies, my daughter there will be a hell more damn to pay. And I mean that. So help me God. I mean it. Revenant One, reporting. Okay, I see it now. This Revenant is toying with me. Each time this happens, I remember more and more. Don't touch her. Every time I do, she puts me right back in the same place. I get it now. At least I get that part. With each succeeding horror show, from seeing my daughter's lifeless body being dragged by that revenant to being placed right back in time just moments before, there's a new set of emotions accumulated on top of how I felt each preceding time. It's dizzying and more heavily tear-inducing and raging. I close my eyes and I begin to shake. What the hell is going on? I hear something down the hall. I know that sound. It calls on me. It calls to a place within me where only one has access. It's my daughter. She's crying. I leave this room where my widow and her cohort sleep and enter my daughter's room. Her bedside table light is on dimmed up just barely enough to see. 
She's sitting at the edge of her bed, completely distraught. She's holding a picture of her and I at the park, holding each other, looking at each other and smiling, smiling in a way that only a father and his daughter could smile at one another. She's rubbing the glass within the picture frame in the area of my face with her right pointer finger, slowly, as if she could touch my face. She's whispering to herself, I miss you so much, Daddy. Why can't you just come back? I'll take care of you. I love you so much. I love you so much. More than anything in this whole world. Please come back. I know. Her heart is sick. And it's my fault. I should have been strong enough to deal with her mother in life. She's so sick. And if I could take her place, I would. I would do it without even thinking. She lays down and quietly sobs herself to sleep. The edge of the picture frame nestled between her beautiful little dimpled cheeks and the pillow. And tears, puddled in the corner of the picture frame, soak her spiraling brown curls in the fabrics of the pillow. I dim her bedside light slowly till the room reaches complete darkness. But something tells me that I shouldn't leave her. It started as a whisper, but but now it's at the forefront of my mind, ringing ever so loudly. It deafens my thoughts. I should have never left her. She needs me. I was her best friend. I take a few steps backwards, and I'm stopped by a pressure on the back of my legs. Immediately behind me, is the chair in which I rocked my little girl to sleep each and every night since she was born. I ease myself backwards into the chair. I'm catatonic. I can't move. I just close my eyes. What have I done? There had to be a better way. How can I take this pain away from my little girl? And why now? Why did I remember now? Why in God's name am I here? My mind is racing. I have no answers. But I do know that it can't be long before I'm called to another case. Perhaps I just try to sit here and enjoy the last few moments that I have with my little girl. I have to get up. I just have to. I hear the floor creak down the hall, and again, another creak closer to this room. And then, the room falls cold, like death. And in the doorway, I see the shadow of a humanly figure, but no shadow of any figure that belongs in this house. The shadow enters the room and motions towards my daughter's bed. It's her, the revenant from the other night. What is she doing here? Why is she in my daughter's room? I think for a moment, and I recall my life. She's here for my widow. Thoughts are rushing in more rapidly now, and I remember that when I was walking away from my last target, unterminated, she appeared and immediately got to work. Impulsively. 
without reciting the impossibly, without reciting the code. She is a monster. A revenant on the brink of rogue, she cannot be trusted. I further deduce that she may be here, in my daughter's room, attempting to erase outside the boundaries. For pleasure. She's bedside. Back to me. And now, she looks back at me, eyes glowing red, and says, You can't, you can't stop, stop me. me. You can't, you can't stop, stop this. I know this like I know the tricks of our trade and the loopholes in the code. And this, I know, you now must see. You can try to stop me, and it's amusing when you do, but something greater is at work here, and I'm sorry to say, it isn't you. She's right. I can't stop her. The thousands of times that I've tried, I've ended up in the same place, feeling the same horror, over and over again. And then, I think to myself, maybe I can't stop her, but I can, perhaps, change the energy and alter the outcome. If only just a little. Just enough to achieve something less devastating. A cold, sobering gush of reasoning washes over me. I feel like the only thing that's left is my bones and this mode of thought like a frozen, emotionless, steel skeleton of a creature with only one purpose left. The emotion on my face falls blank. Your case is down the hall, I tell her. You know what you're doing, and per the code, you know that it's so wonderfully out of scope, but that's besides the point which I'm about to tell you next. You've been following me. And I know that it can take quite some time for failed case terminations to be reassigned. They don't happen immediately. That night, when I failed to complete that case, you were right there. You've been following me. I don't know exactly why, but it is what it is. The point that I want to raise is, you must understand that I have come to feel. And from what I am gathering, you must be feeling as well. And it's fucking terrifying, isn't it? Terrifying in a way that it has the ability to transform even us, we who have risen from the dead to eradicate the sorry world of its filth. Something that terrifies monsters. What a crippling and perhaps superbly intriguing thought. Our shared reality. All of that said, you must know that what I feel right here, right now, anything can happen to me and it wouldn't really matter. Anything, that is, except for what happens to that little girl that you're about to bespell, enchant, and drag across the room to her bathroom and kill. Malaligning truth and reality. None of what you plan to do is believable. As much of a bitch as her mother is, I'm not so certain that she would drown her own daughter in the bathtub. However, I do know one thing, and this is something of which I am as certain as rain. You and I have each been assigned a case in the same space in the same time. My case was in that field. And you? Your case is down the hall. There's a good chance that I may face judgment since God has no place for faulty revenants. But you? I'd say your chances are much better than mine, given the circumstances. 
You can terminate my daughter. At this point, she's dead inside anyway. While you're doing that, I'll handle your case. And God will handle you. In his time, even though it might not be definite or immediate, the thought of that will fuck with you as long as you're a revenant. But I'm not so sure that any one of us can deal with that. I'm quite certain that I could not. You see, revenants don't just skip around in space and time as they please. They are nearly infinitely assigned to cases in particular spaces and time. But remember, there are tricks and caveats. That would normally be a small detail, but now it's a profoundly priceless nuance. One that, like her, I'm about to exploit like hell. I slowly rise up from the chair, that chair in which I rocked my daughter to sleep each and every night since she was born. She knows what I'm about to do. Then I begin walking out of the room, but intentionally walk close enough so that she can see and feel my energy inside. And she feels nothing. She reaches towards me in swift, uncontrollable anger. And I grab her wrist. They're probably expecting me to do something. Perhaps take her somewhere, sometime far away from here. But instead, I do nothing. I just stare at her into those eyes of power and destruction. Only now, there's an inkling of defeat. She knows what I can do. She can feel that I don't care about anything. Anything but my little girl. I feel the tension in her arm go listless as I lessen my grip on her wrist. She retracts her arm slowly. Then I tell her, you can't, you can't stop, stop me. me. You can't stop this. I know this like I know the tricks of our trade and the loopholes in the code. This I know you must see. You can try to stop me, and it'll be amusing when you do. But something darker is at work here, and I'm sorry. It isn't you. Leave. And just like that, she vanishes right before my eyes. I can feel that she's gone. It's not the last time I will see that revenant. But for now, I've regained some semblance of order in my waltz to this nightmare. I regain my bearings, look down at my rescued baby, taking in her precious sight. Oh, how I wish I could touch her, to feel her warm face on my chest again to run my fingers through my little girl's hair. Oh, how I wish. The sun peeks over the edge of this earth, and I can hear subtle sounds of nature outside the window. She'll be waking up soon. I have to go. I start my painful journey away from her. My old, my new memory. I reach her doorway look over my shoulder at her one last time, then finally turn away. I have to leave. And then, I hear her say, Daddy, is that you? Revenant One, signing off.